Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 84 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, we have the fantastic and fabulous Mandy Butera, who is my personal clean beauty expert. She is a business owner. She owns Ren and Wild, an online store and a brick and mortar store in Bend, Oregon. And just to put a little cherry on top, she is a sober girl. Now, a little warning for those who are triggered by abuse. Um, I touch on my most recent experience with alcohol and abuse and a quarantine and how all that comes into play right now. So if that is a trigger for you, Here is a little heads up. Please feel free to fast forward the first five to seven minutes of this episode and you can carry on to Mandy's amazing journey through life and sobriety and her fantastic story and what she is doing to help keep people employed at this time. Let's go. I think we can all agree that during COVID and quarantine, this is the perfect time to ditch the booze once and for all. Drinking doesn't help you, but you know what does? Sober Girls Guide Group Coaching. And we are open for enrollment and starting next Thursday. That's April 16th at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we would love to have you join us. Join a fantastic group of like-minded women who want to change their relationship with alcohol once and for all. I know, I've been there. I've done this. I will teach you the must-have skills and techniques to ditch the booze once and for all. Sign up now at asobergirlsguide.com. Let's get this party started. I have the lovely, the fabulous Mandy, my clean beauty expert. Now you're a business owner. You have an online store and a brick and mortar store, Ren and Wild, and and the cherry on top, you're a sober girl. I am a sober girl. So exciting. And what a great time to be sober. (laughs) Oh, and were we not now. just talking about that? <laughs> yeah, Holy so smokes. that's a good time to be sober. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the mental health situation, <laughs> you know, alcohol just doesn't help that out. It's like uh, adding gasoline. To it really does. Issues. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When I, I quit drinking, I kind of feel like this has led all up to this whole... Um, coronavirus uh, issue has led up to me being sober and that, uh, wow, how much better do I feel now that I'm not Mm. drinking and how much energy that I have to deal with all the situations that are being presented to us um, in our small business. And I think that if I had been still drinking my Chardonnay, 
every night. I don't think I'd be able to get up and deal with this stuff. I would probably just go back to bed and hide. So yeah. uh, It's kind of like, it's kind of like people are making, like it's forcing people to really get into that fight or flight mode. Like, are you going to show up or are you just going to phone this one in? Yeah. Um, Speaking of fight, (laughs) (laughs) um, I had a kind of a wild 24 hours and I think I want to share this with you because I think it's really important that we talk about this because it's also very ironic. Um, I was kind of putting together this story and this pitch um, talking about how, you know, how alcohol does, is not going to help our situation right now with COVID-19 and actually how it's really affecting people's mental stability and mm-hmm. really, you know, really putting them on that seesaw. And um, what happened yesterday to me, um, and I'm just telling the story, I'm not being a victim here, but I think we need to talk about this because there's a lot of statistics thrown out there. There's been 300% more reports of domestic abuse, 300%. Yeah, people are not dealing very well right now. Right. It's tough. I mean, that is huge, astronomical. Um, So yesterday I had a little, I guess, confrontation with a roommate of mine who had been drinking. And um, when I tried to kind of run away and pull back, um, she got physical with me to the point that another roommate had to come in and basically stop a charging bull from getting at me and then she proceeded to push by my roommate and punch me square in the face oh no oh i oh my that's terrible yeah um wow Yes, pretty sure my nose is broken, which I'm very upset about because I just paid a lot of money to have this nose of mine fixed, like to perfect it, to get it to where I wanted to. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now it's been fixed in a new way. Real talk, real (laughs) talk right now. Um, Yeah, so uh, like immediately I mean thank god my other roommate was there and and it didn't progress further um but yeah she had to call we called 911 the police showed up it was like a horrible horrible episode of Maury Povich oh so sad I mean for everybody involved it's really right unfortunate and yeah, yeah, and that's what I've you know I've been saying all along. Right now, we're seeing either the best in people or the worst in people. They're just not able to handle what's going on, and it's very yeah. sad. Yeah, I'm and so she sorry that happened to you. Yes, a thank lot to you. Deal with. Yeah, it, it's you know I have, I have to say this is probably one of the, if not the most traumatic thing I've yeah. ever been to. I haven't really I haven't been assaulted. Oh yeah, so that yeah, it's and by terrifying. someone I live with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for almost a year. Yeah, like I've known this trust. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And I know, I know that alcohol was a major contributing factor to this because when she's not drinking, she's a very passive person. Um, 
is not into confrontation at all is actually quite like meek about it and will will kind of like either text or use another form of communication but definitely not a confrontational person yeah and to get this aggressive and to even like blow by like literally push another person out of the way to get to me to physically harm me like with that intent is pretty terrifying and it's just really scary what what um you know you can do under the influence like where your mind goes yeah it's super you know her her stress limit she must have hit some limit and uh, i think this is the way people cope is to start drinking and you know from there it uh just becomes a whole nother story or a whole nother in your head, a whole nother story and a whole nother person. Right. And something I'm sure today she is really regretting and, and probably feeling some shame around. You know, I yeah. would like to think that yeah, but I, I know. honestly yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, she... Well, you'll have to find out to see. Yeah. You know, cause clearly there's a relationship there, but you're yeah. also how scary for your own personal well-being to deal with a physical attack like that, you know? I've, yeah. It's, it's very hard and you're going to be dealing with that for a long time um, to process through that. Yeah, definitely. Your self-care. Yeah. I mean, she is not allowed in our, our home anymore. Um, That's good. So she has to come and remove her stuff with uh, an officer present. Good. But what I think is really like just comical and just goes to show you, you know, where priorities are at at this time. Mm -hmm. Um, When she was told to like pack a bag and grab stuff that she needed for, you know, a couple of days or however long until she gets served her things or papers. I don't know how this works. Um, My roommate said that she packed up all her booze. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, she's still in it, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's still in it, and she's got a long road to to process for herself. That's yeah, tough. Yeah, it's yeah. just um, you know, alcohol doesn't help. It, it, no. You think it does, and you know all these memes and all these kind of like jokes. Yeah, yeah it's insane right now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, it's I, like you can't open Instagram or Facebook no. without someone like seeing like even who's that the uh, the barefoot Contessa? Yeah, uh, I know they're everywhere. Us. Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord yeah it's in your face for sure you know and yes. i keep hearing stories about the percentage of alcohol sales and how high they are and yeah mm-hmm. it's it's how we all how most people cope you know yeah. we've been born and raised to cope that way so yes. whether it's alcohol or drugs or tv or sex or yeah in my we case try and- yeah <laughs> we all have something that just is yeah how we feel yeah it's tough I know. What about your case? You, how did you, what was your relationship with alcohol? Oh, you know, um, I come from a long line of family alcoholics Mm -hmm. and uh, they go way back. In fact, I think my grandmother died of cirrhosis of the liver at 50. Oh, wow. Um, I just remember stories of her having a bourbon in one hand and a chocolate bar in the other. 
And wow. just, yeah, my dad died of a heart attack at 50 years old, even though he had been a recovered alcoholic. Okay. And my, you know, so it's a long line of family alcoholism. And I think I started drinking, I would say probably around 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we had just kind of a wild childhood. Parents were divorced. I was the oldest out running around doing whatever I wanted. And, mm-hmm. you know, I remember going to keggers in the high school and just, you know, alcohol was always around. Uh, mm-hmm. Pot's never really been my thing or other drugs. Um, but alcohol certainly was just always around. And so uh, I just always had it to a level, like I've never been a blackout drunk or um, occasionally I've been mean when I'm drunk. Um, but mostly, uh, I just, I would drink a lot. And I think most recently in the last 10 to 15 years, I was, um, drinking a lot of Chardonnay. I mean, Chardonnay was my way to cope. I don't actually drink hard alcohol. Yeah. Uh, There's something about that makes me sick and I'm allergic to some stuff in beer. And so Chardonnay was just my thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it just seemed to fit for you. Right. It was the, it was the thing. And, you know, it was an, an account executive for a very um, big corporate cosmetic company and drinking was part of that culture and all of our sales meetings. And um, not that I'm blaming the corporation, certainly my responsibility is for my own drinking. Yeah. Um, but we used to just, you know, everything just entailed drinking, you know, I love uh, vineyards. I love wine. I used to, I've traveled to many vineyards in Italy and around the world. And so it's just always been that thing. And then I think that it just became a point in the last few years. I do own my own business. And in the last um, three years, there's been a lot of turmoil. You know, small business is not for the faint of heart. Right. It is is something that you really have to have a lot of guts and glory to go through Mm -hmm. it. And we had a lot of challenges right in the beginning of our business, um, including losing our lease at one point. And so, you know, a glass of wine or two or a bottle um, is what ends up happening at the end of every night because you're right. just trying to cope. And, right. um, you know, it's, it's that shut off mechanism that you get at the end of the night. And so that's what I was doing. I was, you know, start out with one glass of wine that would turn to two and then it would be a bottle. And if I was out with friends, it could be two bottles. And right. Um, it was making me physically sick, just Mm. so sick. And I got so sick and tired of it. And, um, it's so weird because I almost don't even know what switched it off. But last year in the middle of the year, I I got kind of just sick of drinking. And so I would take like 40 day breaks. Um, that was my goal. Like, could I just do 40 days? You know, I was in denial of being, having alcohol or being an alcoholic. And so I'd like, if I can make it to 40 days and I'm not an alcoholic, I'm fine. You know? And so I would do the 40 days and I'd feel great. And then sure enough, I'd break that 40 days and I start drinking. And it's such a silent, sneaky thing. I'd have just, I'm just gonna have a glass of wine. I'll be fine. And then the next thing you know, you're having two. And then a week later, you're back up to your bottle again. And yes. I always I, say it's like sorry. one glass of wine is like taking like one aspirin. Like, right. get out right. of here. It doesn't, doesn't work, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, what is the point? Yeah. yeah. And, and especially this chiclet. life, yeah, it's like nothing. And when your whole life is kind of circled around that, or you're thinking about getting home and having a glass of wine, right. 
So in December, I thought, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to, uh, something in me just said, I'm going to quit. And so I downloaded every book I could find mm-hmm. um, on and just started reading because I'm an avid reader anyway. And then I started listening to every podcast. And that's how I came across your podcast. And, yeah. and I just started thinking, you know, just trying to find that support in that way for myself um, because I like to do things on my own too. So, um, and I even, <laughs> so I'll, another story i'll tell that in a minute but um i i ran a refugee recovery in my old yoga studio oh um, cool yeah i but um i just decided i i'm done i've had enough and so last december i, I quit a new year's eve i had um a, two glasses of, of wine i think and then woke up the next morning and said this is absolutely it i just feel like shit i'm not doing this anymore and so i started a 30-day yoga class um mm-hmm you know, yoga challenge with one of our yoga studios here. And between that and getting back into my yoga practice, um, I haven't looked back since. And I know it's still new. It's only April and it's been four months. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow, I feel completely different. And somehow I like to think that in my subconscious that I knew something bad was coming and that yeah. I needed to be on my A game in order to survive whatever this next round was, because, you know, we've had some weird stuff happen in our business who, you know, I just right. felt like something wasn't right. And, um, I wasn't sure if it was my health or something else was going to happen. And so I thought I need to be on my A game. And so that's where it's landed me now. And I am so grateful that whatever forces led me to get my shit together and, yeah. Stop depending on wine at the end of the night, but you know, other things, I drink a lot of hot tea now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you uh, gotta make, you gotta make those substitutions. Yeah. All kinds of things you have to substitute. Yeah. That that's where it led to where I am now. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Thank you. Intuition. Yeah. Holy. Right. Something there was just like, yeah, no more. You need to get it together. So my yoga practice is back. My body feels amazing. I've probably dropped 25 pounds. Wow. Right? Like because of the sugar what? alone. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's ama- it is amazing. Um, yeah. Just I feel so much better. And I wake, you know, some days I wake up and I feel like crap, but certainly nothing like, you know, having a hangover. Um, I just <laughs> no. feel so much better. I'm not puffy. My eyes aren't puffy. I don't have a headache all the time. Yeah. My husband says I'm so much nicer. <laughs> oh, that is so cute. <laughs> Dearly. And for him, he just, he's so sweet. He, you know, he just, he supports everything I do. And it just yeah. is so funny. I'm like, you know what? You're, you're right. I'm in a much better mood because that's pretty crappy there for a while. So yeah. 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 I mean, so alcohol the, affects your mood like point oh, blank. God. Yeah. The depression that comes with it or the anxiety for me, it oh. was anxiety uh, definite, like, you know, anxiety, stress, all kinds of like feelings. Yeah. It was really tough. So, um, most of that has disappeared. I won't say that I don't still have some anxiety and especially with everything that's going on right now. Um, that has been the big, when it first, with the virus coming down, when it first started, I thought, well, I got this, it'll be fine. Yeah. You know, I'm this far in. I but I have to say there have been a couple nights. I'm like, good God, a glass of wine right now and just shut off would be really awesome. But, um, right. But then I was like, now I'm going to make my cup of tea. And then I wake up in the morning like, thank you. I didn't drink any wine. I'm so proud of myself. Right? So grateful. You know, and then I can go out and be in service to other people because I feel so much better. And when the shit hits the fan like it is right now, 
I feel good and I feel like I can be there to hold space for other people. And, yeah. and truly that's what my business is anyway. So right. yeah, it's a good place to be. That's so nice to hear that you, you feel that you're stable enough to, you know, yes. to be a beacon of hope and be there for other people. That's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's like an ultimate goal. Yeah. I mean, for me, that's my, my constant daily goal. Right. Yeah. Isn't that why we're here? Exactly. Because otherwise I can't figure out what we're doing here on this planet. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yes. Yeah. So for me, it is of being in service or uh, or for other people and connecting with people and, you know, sharing love and being kindness and all those things that go along with that. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know what? I think it's okay to have a little anxiety. I think that's oh, normal. Yeah. Oh, you know, for sure. Yeah. We have these feelings for a reason. Yeah. They're, you know, there to protect us or help us or guide us along the way. Yeah. And, you know, numbing out those feelings or they're just going to come back tenfold. So, right. you know, right. it's either now yeah. or never. They come back with a broken nose and, yeah. <laughs> and a punch and yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cool. They just yeah. manifest in other really they do. Yeah. yucky ways. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can run, but you can't hide. No, you can't. It's the truth. And you yes. know, you can run and hide for a long time, but at some point, either your body's going to fail or you're mentally going to fail. And, um, you know, whether you survive that or not is, is the trick. So, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to talk about how you are helping women today. I know you said, <laughs> could you give us a little background about, you know, being in the beauty industry and you said you were um, an account executive for a major mm-hmm. beauty industry. What was that like and how, how did oh that kind of mold so, your perspective of the beauty industry? Yeah. Well, I started out just part-time like nights and weekends as a makeup artist for a brand and um, evolved from there into like a counter manager of a cosmetic brand. Mm-hmm. And then I was a cosmetic manager out in California for Macy's and then I was back in Colorado and I was a cosmetic manager and then I got moved, promoted to Texas. Oh, wow. <laughs> moved all over. And uh, so I was a cosmetic manager for these really big companies. And then I was a buyer at one point okay. um, for uh, May Company, which was a long time ago before Macy's bought them out. Okay. And then I transitioned to an account executive position um, for um, a brand called Origins, which I'm sure you're all familiar with. And yes absolutely was just so in love with the the job the company i, I and a, you know that's a division of Estee Lauder Corporation and it right. was growing and supportive um jobs that i had ever had the privilege of working for i mean just a phenomenal company it helped me to raise i was a single mom it helped me to raise my two daughters um it was a job that trained me to learn how to negotiate, learn how to communicate, how to bring out the best in others and in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was like going to college. I mean, it was like going wow. to school. It was just a phenomenal company. And it was something I loved and adored and loved, 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 loved all the people that I worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really successful in my job. Um, and just, I really, it was just a great thing. It, it was a position where I was in charge of selling and educating and helping women to feel their best, whether it was the client in front of me, or it was the consultant that was working for me or my coworkers, but it was, it, it was, and I'll always think of it as such a, um, a beautiful place to be. 
Mm. So phenomenal job. And I was very fortunate to have that for um, 18 years. Wow. Working for that company, right? Yeah, I was a account executive for Origins and then for Clinique. And then, okay. yeah, so loved it, just adored it. And then I would say back in about 2012, maybe some of the shine started to come off in okay. that um, I had a, a couple things happen. I had a, a VP from a major retailer start harassing me in oh. a um, very unprofessional and um, demeaning way. And had Jesus. I known now about how me too and not staying silent, I probably would have taken a different course of action. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately I took a lot of that to heart and I used to go home and cry at night, probably drink a lot of wine and um, you know, yeah. but some of that shine started to, to fall off. And then I also started to second guess some of the ingredients in the products of the brands that I was repping or, you know, representing or in charge of people um, to sell and right. I started to feel very uneasy about it. I went back mm. to school to the Institute of Integrative of Nutrition out of New York for a year while I was working and wow. started to learn about parabens and sulfates and phthalates and a yep. whole other host of all kinds of ingredients. And I started to feel very uncomfortable about being in charge of selling those products. And so I started yeah. to ask questions at sales meetings that we would go to and research and development in New York. And um, I wasn't really getting great answers. And I myself was having reactions to some of the products because it turns out I'm allergic to chamomile of all weird things, but it's just a natural ingredient, you know? Yeah. Um, but I know it's allergic to some other things. And, you know, I just couldn't get good answers. And the more I researched, the more I, I was like, wow, I'm finding myself in this position of, here is a corporate career that I have absolutely loved and adored. And I think I need to get out mm. and the climate of the political piece of it, of the harassment alongside of that was a sign to me that I was like done. I, I yeah. needed out. Wow. So yeah, isn't that nuts? And I was living in Colorado at the time. And um, I think I was um, 50 years old at that okay. time. Um, and so I, uh, my husband and I had been mountain biking out in Bend, Oregon quite a bit, mm -hmm. and we absolutely fell in love with it out here. So to make a long story short, we looked at each other and said, let's quit our corporate careers. Let's sell everything we own and let's just move out there. Whoa. And, right? And just start <laughs> over. Because okay. if you don't do it now... Yeah. I'm not going to do it when I'm 70, so I better do it now, right? Hell yes, girl. <laughs> right? Yes. So, and so I did it. I quit my job. I That was so hard to do because I absolutely loved who I worked for in on the Estee Lauder side of it, uh, you know, yeah. Clinique. I was absolutely in love with my boss and my coworkers and all that, but I just said, I can't do this anymore. Um, I know that there's a better way and something different that I'm meant to be doing, and I need to go. And so I, wow. did, yeah. And then we, we moved here to Oregon and I ran around literally in the woods. I have an English bulldog and he likes yeah. to run. He's not a lazy one. <laughs> I literally ran around in the woods for about a year, literally crying and running um, to shake off all of that, shake off that identity because I was so tied into that identity with my company and girlfriends. And I had to like find out who I was and, and find something new. And in, in my heart of all of that, I kept thinking, you know, I, there's something behind this clean beauty thing. Mm. And also in the meantime, I'm crazy. I used to race single speed mountain bikes. 
okay. um, of all things. And I had wrecked quite a few times uh, prior to moving to Oregon and I had injured my lower back and fractured my tailbone. Ooh. And uh, three different times because you know, once is not enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> and literally back then, wine cures that too. So, yeah. <laughs> right? What and, injury? <laughs> well, I started get really getting into yoga. And then my sister-in-law turned me in onto what's called aerial yoga. I don't know if you've ever Yeah. Yeah. And so I ended up opening out here. Well, I got trained in aerial yoga to be an aerial yoga teacher. And then I got trained as a master teacher. And I used to lead some wanderlust um, aerial oh. yoga classes out here on the West Coast. And cool. I opened my own aerial yoga studio and um, to help people heal themselves from back pain. And in, in conjunction with that aerial yoga studio, I also had the clean beauty. So I wanted to have like this whole wellness scenario oh. where you could come in and you could get treated to like clean beauty. And we'd talk about your skincare and all your needs. And then you could also take an aerial yoga or a yoga or a meditation class and feel good. So you had this wellness going. And then I wanted to add a juice bar to it too. And then we lost our lease. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, out came the wine again. So in any yeah. case, we lost that lease. This was um, a year and a half ago. Okay. And, you know, I just got into business with some really bad people. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize they were as bad as they were. And so it was a lesson learned on my own and um, ended up walking away from that and leaving a lot of money there, most of my life savings. Yeah. And so thought, I'm just going to keep going. I'm strong. There's a reason. And so I opened up my um, Clean Beauty store, Ren and Wild, the Clean yep. Beauty, um, about a year and three months ago, four months ago. Wow. New location in downtown Bend. So we, um, and we've done really, really well. We've done, it's been great. Like I've been able to pull yeah. myself back out of the hole we were in. And then of course, everything's, you know, shit the bed right now. But <laughs> Um, but I and another wave's coming and in, but yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so, um, this store that I have is so beautiful. It's gorgeous. I'll have to send you some photos, but yeah. we carry over 50 brands of clean, organic skincare and makeup. And I have personally vetted every single one of these brands. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing. And I mean, you're amazing. Like, <laughs> honestly, like these waves and up and down, like you're so brave to keep going. Like most people would be like, oh, that was a, I lost it. I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't go on. You are just completely the opposite. You're like, you know what? Let's do this. Sell everything. Move. Try, try this. Try that. Why not? Yeah. And it, it was so funny when the whole coronavirus and our store got shut down two weeks ago, you know, yeah. um, I was like, okay what are we going to do now? Let's, let's just figure right. out a new way because you, you just can't give in. Like I can't anyway, I just can't give up. I haven't worked this hard to come this far to just yeah. say, Oh, well, and close the doors. I mean, you, you know, there's something uh, internally in me that just keeps me driving and keeps me going. And, and I think a lot of that is because of that desire of wanting to be in service of others. It's, it's in wanting to do, take care of myself and my family, but also to take care of others, because I think that truly that's why we're here. And so if I was just to quit, then that, um, you know, joy for life for me is gone. And, and right. so I'm not one to just sit home, you know, by myself. Well, I have to now, but with my dog and you, right? <laughs> I mean, we are, we are doing business. We're doing online ordering, but um, yeah, yeah you, you, you have to keep going.
Like yes. you got to pick yourself up. And I used to always say, put your big girl panties on and get your shit together and get out there. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure that's it. Uh, I mean, has it been easier or has it been challenging or like kind of different now that you don't have that coping mechanism of your Chardonnay? I would say for me, it's been easier in okay. some respect because I now find myself, I was just talking to my husband out the other night. Um, it's easier and it's harder. There's two things. Okay. It's easier because I'm so much clearer, more clear headed in my thinking and what I deliver and what I do and execute. Like yeah. I just, I see it, I do it, I get it done. And because I have that energy to do that now that I didn't have when I was drinking so much. I, I literally can think about the foggy, you know, how many hours does it take in the morning to warm yourself up and to get going so that you could function when you're hungover. Right, right, right. So have that inhibiting me. Now I have all this great energy and, and I feel good. But at the second part, I almost have too much energy. Do you know mm, what I mean? Like yes. I almost have too much going on. Like I'm always thinking, I've always got a solution. Um, right. I'm always, and so at nighttime, um, it's how do I shut that down so that I can go to sleep and chill out without drinking the wine? Da, 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 right. Gotcha. And so that, so, so it's like a two double sword that, and that a lot of that's been coming to realization, especially with this crisis. And I just, it's hilarious. You know, you, you sit here at night and I'm like, okay, I gotta go to sleep uh, and I can't keep worrying about all this business and I can't have any wine. Right. So, Okay. Back to the yoga mat again. So it's a yeah. slow down yoga and it's a nice cup of tea and mm. um, magnesium. I drink a lot of magnesium at night and um, finding natural ways to really soothe and calm. And, and we have some great sleep sprays in my store. And so I spray those over everything. Right. <laughs> my poor husband. I'm like, he's like, God, it smells like lavender. <laughs> yes, it does, honey. <laughs> and you're going to love it. And you're going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. So so back to your question. Yeah, it's easier and it's in respects. It's different. Maybe is a great way to put it. I don't know that it's harder. It's actually different. It's just a different way of thinking about, you know, what am I going to do instead of stay, staying in that Chardonnay route or groove or whatever, you, you know, that groove you're going down a long time. We've had to jump out and create a whole nother groove in order to get going. So oh, I love that. Yeah. Yes. It's just different. Yeah, and it's, just, it's also, you know, wrapping your mindset around that. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm stuck at home or I can't yeah. do this. I can't do that. It's like, no, no, no. You're oh, safe so at home. You're safe, right? Yeah. yeah. Think like, just yeah. be grateful you have a home. Right, right. With be a grateful. roof over your head, energy, yeah. you know, you have running water. Yeah. Well, it's, there's exactly. So, and, and it's hard sometimes to find that. And, and I think that, yeah. you know, it does help. I think what you're saying too, is it just helps to acknowledge it, maybe say it out loud and speak it out loud. Or when you wake up in the morning, just be grateful uh, for the things that we, we do have and that we're not sick, you know, hopefully, you know, I know lots of people are sick, right? Um, you know, that be grateful for every moment that you have because you don't know, it could be the virus that gets you. It could be a truck. It could be a crazy roommate. You don't know. <laughs> right? So you really don't know. No, you really don't know where it's going to no. come from. So be grateful for being right here right now. And, yes. and that's the best thing that I think we could all do for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. You're here. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask you, you, you mentioned the term clean beauty yeah. a couple of times. What is the, what does that actually mean? Right. I think there's <laughs> so much confusion around that. Yes. Um, Tell yeah. Me. Right. Uh, 
But clean beauty, there isn't really like a definition if you were to look it up in a, the sort, a dictionary of the sort, whatever. Yeah, okay. A real definition uh-huh. find in, for clean beauty. But the, the best way to understand the whole movement of it is that um, there are no regulations. Um, you're in Canada, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, you guys are much further ahead than we are, but in the United <laughs> States, there aren't any regulations or laws um, regulating what ingredients can go into a product at, to be sold in the United States. And really? So, yeah. So in co- there, there's only like 11, I think they banned, whereas the EU okay. probably up now like 1500 or something. So it's a little bit different in the formulation of products. So companies in okay. the States are left to formulate for themselves and do their own testing and can put out on the market pretty much whatever that they want to. Yikes. Right. So, um, and you would assume just because it's on a shelf in a store that it's safe for you to put onto your body or your children's bodies or, you know, uh, anybody. And so, because you bought it at the store, you know, we just assume that it's safe and that's just not the case. And so, the clean beauty movement was really born from that lack of regulation in the United States and elsewhere um, for companies to self-regulate but use products that are known to be toxic. And so companies started looking at that and the vendors that we carry started, you know, were born from that movement of learning to how to use ingredients that are just as effective as the other toxic brands, but, um, you know, but are much cleaner and much better for your body um, right. health. And so that's where the clean beauty movement was derived from. Unfortunately, what you're seeing now, which to me is a little bit alarming, is you're seeing companies jump onto the clean beauty wagon um, without really understanding what is the definition of clean because there is no set hardline definition of clean. Right. So some companies are, are partaking in what's called greenwashing, um, and greenwashing is where you maybe have 5% of a product that's organic in your, um, in your brand and you're calling it clean or green. Um, another one that we see all the time is cruelty-free. Uh, okay. Put, we don't test on animals. Well, that doesn't make it clean beauty. Uh, thank you for not testing on animals. That is phenomenal and that's a step in the right direction. But right. what really makes it clean and green is if you self-regulate the ingredients and the, you know that they're not toxic. And um, one of the best, yeah, isn't that so one of the best resources for that is called the Environmental Working Group. It's a nonprofit. It's EWG.org. It's a nonprofit that actually rates the level of toxicity of ingredients from a one to a 10. And so anybody that's listening to this now can pick up a note. We got plenty of time to read labels at home now. So yes, you do <laughs> pick, up a, pick up a skincare product and look up some of the ingredients on the environmental working group and see where they rate between a one and a 10. And if they're, you know, anything a three or above, I would be cautious self just for myself. I would not use that product. Right. So, um, Wow. Yeah. So our brands that we carry, I've worked with every single vendor that we have and we talk about the ingredients. We talk about the creation of why they created what the brand story is and that they don't carry any of these toxic ingredients. So that's just the promise that I have from my store that you can shop in my store and be sure that you're not putting something onto your body that would create um, some kind of harmful uh, side effect for you. 
I had no idea. Right? No clue. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you just assume you go to the store and you assume it's like jumped through all the hoops and Mm -hmm. gone through all the regulations that wouldn't hurt me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and there's, you know, lots of naysayers out there that saying, well, parabens are fine. Well, no, they're not. I mean, there's proven um, statistics and scientific evidence that backs up that it is cancer causing. Right. I mean, the same people are probably the the ones saying that they're like, oh yeah, wine is good for you. Or like at least three drinks, you're fine. Oh yeah. Those grapes, they're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The same people. Yeah. That reservatrol, you got to take more of that. Drink it, drink it, baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, not such a good thing. Not so hot. Not so hot. So what do you, what do you personally look for when you're like onboarding a product and bringing it to your store? What does the process look like? That's a pretty big process. So we get approached by a lot of vendors. And um, the first thing that we do is we ask them to go into our website. We have a submission process. Um, We like to look at the brand and and see how does it look um, and what is their story behind it. So we listen to their story. And if we think it's something that's in line with what our clients are in need of Mm -hmm. and that we think that we see that it, think it might be effective, we ask them to send us the product with a full listing of ingredients so that we can review it. We spend about two months trying products. Oh, wow. See how they feel, if they're effective, if they work, reviewing every ingredient, talking to the vendor, making sure that it's a fit um, for our business. Wow. Occasionally we get products that um, don't agree with me or with my consultants or my team. And so we generally reject those. Uh, It may be, it has too much of a essential oils in it or things that can be um, alert, you know, allergens for other people too. So we're, we're pretty cautious. We test everything. Um, And then if we really love it and we think it's great branding and we think we have a good connection with the company and then we'll bring it on, on board. But the bottom line is it has to be effective for our client, the base that we serve and um, it has to uh, resonate with them. And if that's the case, then we'll, then we'll bring it on. Wow. That's quite a lengthy process. Two months. I mean, yeah, you're really putting in, you know, the legwork to make sure. And also, you know, the care, Mm -hmm. you know, because you really genuinely care and want to help your customers. Yeah. You know, we, I've spent years developing these relationships with them. You know, I love them, love and adore them and love their families. And, um, you know, I can't, you know, you, you want to make sure that whatever they're bringing into their household really is the right thing, you know, yeah. not the fast thing, not the quick thing, not let's make a buck thing, but the right, right thing for, for them. Yeah. Oh, and that's so, so important. Mm-hmm. I think now more than ever. Oh, now more than ever. I mean, yeah. you know, what are, are you, you know, are you, I did have a bad week. I will tell you, I did eat a, a bag of Oreo cookies. <laughs> <laughs> There was a bad week last week, but I got past that. I'm over it now. But what what we, what we, you know, if 90% of the time we could be eating the right things and doing the right things, I'll address that Oreo thing with myself later. Um, But, you know, if, if the most of the time that we can, you know, feed our bodies with healthy ingredients you know and cook our meals and you know I could go down that road too about our planet and the dirt and what's being how our vegetables are being grown but um we need to self-care and we we need to find a way to self-care because you know nobody else is going to do it for you so and 
if that means too, taking a minute and reading the label of what's in your skincare or what's in your makeup and thinking about what you're putting on your body, it's right. going to go a long way uh, years from now. Absolutely. And if they don't feel like doing that work, right. they can just they, come see you. They, they come see me. And, you know, we yeah. offer, it's really cool. So this whole, you know, we've had to really pivot our business too. So we right. were, you know, we would see customers in store every day and we had some online, but we have a website. And so the last two weeks I have done nothing but pivot to get that online up and running and make it um, functioning and that's been fun, but we did just create what's called clean beauty connections. Um, oh, really awesome. Yeah. You connect, you can go on our website and you can actually book an appointment with one of our people. Um, I was able to hire three of my girls back based on a grant that I got here in Oregon. Wow. Right. I, I got this grant because they saw that I was trying to work hard and they saw that I was trying to stay alive. And so they gave me a small grant to bring my employees back. And so we created what's called um, Clean Beauty Connections. And so anybody can go online and book an appointment with one of our consultants and they can do a 15 to 30 minute consultation with you um, via Zoom, via okay. video. Video, yeah. um, and we can talk about your skincare needs. We can talk about what products you're using. We can talk about ingredients. We can match a foundation. Um, we can talk about what you're watching on TV tonight. Uh, you yeah. know? And um, so we were able to get that up and running in the last week. And so that has been huge because it's been a way for us to still connect with our clients. Wow. Right. And, and it, it goes to, we got to take care of our business, just figure out a way to make it happen. And so in order right. to survive this um, crisis. And good on you for, for being able to hire and provide jobs for people oh, in this so time. So grateful because I cried when I, I sobbed and I had to lay them off and they sobbed. Right. It was just so heartbreaking. And then to be able to turn around less than 10 days later and say, oh my God, guess what? And they're all working remotely. So, yeah. you know, there's nobody in store. They're all doing this remotely. And to be able to create that and for them to get paid, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Wow. So fortunate. So, so happy. Um, and then hopefully we can keep this going. So, but it means that I have to generate orders in order for it to keep going. So I need people to shop in order for the, these girls to stay employed. So that, right. that's what I work on day in and day out. Right. I mean, yeah. that you are a true leader. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, you're not obviously just out for yourself, but providing yeah. jobs and stability for for others. I think that's huge. Well, that's, if you had met my girls, you'd be like, "Yeah, they have a job too. They're so adorable. <laughs> They're such good people. I'm so Aww. lucky to have them in my life." So, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. That's yeah. so nice to hear. Yeah, yeah. So, Thank Mandy, you. where can we find you? Where can we go and book our consultations and get all yeah. our beauty needs during this time? So you can go to Ren and Wild. And I know it sometimes sounds like I'm saying running wild, but I'm, I am running wild. But it's <laughs> Ren and Wild. So it's like the bird, W-R-E-N, and yeah. then the word and, and wild. So renandwild.com. Perfect. And you can just pop on our website. At least just come say hi. Or, you know, we're also on Instagram and Facebook and Sometimes I'm on Twitter, not often, um, okay. but you could pop onto our Instagrams mostly where we are. We'd love to say hi to people and, yeah. and connect from wherever they may be and, and hope that everybody is maintaining some healthiness and happiness and that they feel safe. Yes. Connection is key right now. It is. 
Mandy, thank you so much for this lovely chat and for sharing your experience and knowledge with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, thank Jessica. You. Yeah, and I hope you stay safe. And uh, I have concealer if you get a black eye. <laughs> I will help um, you out. I'm girl. definitely going to need to be taking <laughs> okay. you up on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think you know we're at a point where we can laugh about it and, and yeah. find a little humility in it. And I think. Yeah. That just goes to show you we're on we're on the way to healing. Yeah, yeah, you'll have a lot to deal with, but um, right. I think you're really strong and you're going to be fine and you'll get through it. We're all, we're on the way. Yeah, yeah. And talking to you, talking <laughs> to friends and stuff. Yeah, it helps. Doesn't helps. It? Yeah, it helps. It really, so really helps. Yeah, yeah. That's and I hope people don't shut themselves off from people that they are they get out there and connect some way somehow. Yes. Yeah. And especially if some form of abuse has happened yeah. to you. Yes. Yeah. If it's verbal, physical, whatever degree it is, please reach out. Yeah, please do. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Yes. Yeah. All right, Mandy. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you, Jessica. That was a great conversation. How fantastic is Mandy? I never knew what clean beauty actually meant. And I just love how she is taking these initiatives and pivoting her business to keep other people employed. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback on the podcast. We love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girl's Guide and the blog. Don't forget about the blog. Not only do we have amazing how-to tips and tricks blog posts, but we also have a fantastic page full of tools, downloadable exercises, and workbooks and journals to keep you on your right path and keep your goals in focus. All these fantastic tools can be found at a sobergirlsguide.com. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.